Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Oh, hello there, fellas. What's hello up? Hello there. Oh, hey. <laughs> funny, funny seeing you guys here. What's going on? Come here often? Yeah, once every couple of weeks. <laughs> What's up, guys? Live, How's everybody doing tonight? Room, so I'm not allowed out of this room. This is my quarter. <laughs> you live in that room? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just got back from a, a great trip to the great state of Kentucky. Yeah, you had one hell Where of we... a. Oh, what yeah. could you have possibly done in Kentucky, Ed? <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's nothing I'd be interested in doing down there, you know. Hey, you went yeah. all over the place. Yeah, we I did. I feel like we were we, traveling uh... with you. Actually, the funny thing Very was, good. is I did. The original reason for going down there was not centered around bourbon and whiskey, as one would think. We went out there to pick Likely up a dog. So. Yeah. And so I, like, as long as we're going down there, why not make a weekend of it? There we Hell go. yeah. So, well, it looks like yeah. you guys had a lot of fun. Yes, and we did. The, and the newest member of your family is absolutely adorable, by the way. Yes, very much oh, so. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was just telling Sailor that uh, her and Maple are actually getting along now. We had a big breakthrough today. They're actually playing together. So she's starting to settle in. So. Yay for puppies. <laughs> well, other than going to Kentucky, how about you, Matt? Anything exciting happening in your part of the world lately? Oh, nothing really. No. <laughs> no, it's Florida. What do you want? Just I mean, sunshine yeah. and yeah. all the time. You know. It's like yeah, vacation all the time. Well, yeah, meanwhile, we um, snowed on and yeah, you guys are getting I snow. And I, yeah, I can't help but giggle because I lived through it, so I'm allowed to giggle and laugh. <laughs> um, so for my birthday that was a few weeks ago, I had these grand plans that since I was finally wow. in Florida, I was going to rent a boat because that's all I've wanted to do for my birthday for years. And typically I'm in a northern place and it's shitty on my birthday, but I thought this year I'm going to do it. And so I rented a boat and Matt and Mrs. Whiskey Obsessor were going to meet us. We were going to just hang out on the boat all day. So I was making cocktails and I had a playlist all queued up. And I start watching the weather the week before, and I'm like, nah, it's the week before. It can change, and four days before, and three days before, and two days before. And that I already knew we're, we have to cancel. So we were supposed to get thunderstorms. So damn it, we're going to cancel. So we decided to uh, just meet up and have lunch and some drinks and sit outside. But on a, we went to a place that had a covered um, deck, and it was on the water. And I thought, so if it rains, you know, we'll be fine. We can still sit outside. Well, it started to rain right when Matt and Jenny arrived and we kind of thought like, okay, well, that was it. You know, we got our little bit of thunderstorms, you know, um, and I kept thinking, damn, we could have taken, you know, the boat for just half a day. And then it started to rain again and then it didn't stop. And then we had a little mini hurricane. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Full blown wind, thunder. Yeah. Like didn't we drove... Yeah, when we okay. drove back to my house, there were like trees down and we had lost power yeah. for a minute. It was insane. So, yeah. Now, the Damn other it. part of that story is after we got to Sailor's house, um, I really don't remember much after that. So that's the other part <laughs> of that story. <laughs> Which is a shame because we had amazing cigars. You and I, I were cigars. sharing. We were sharing a cigar. I don't, I don't remember leaving your house. No, you don't remember leaving. <laughs> don't That's remember true. Leaving. We fed you yeah. coffee. We were all having coffee at the end. Yeah. And so we drank a lot of it. We drank lots of, we were drinking crap at the restaurant. They didn't have good drinks. Um, but yeah. You remember FaceTiming of, me in the middle of all that? I do remember that. Yeah, that was before Okay, cigars. so you were coherent enough that. then. Yes, okay. yes. It was yeah. coherent-ish. I was well on my point. way at that point. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you're just going to order appetizers, don't drink as much as I did. Just a little PSA. <laughs> yeah, we probably should yeah. have had something a little more substantial. That's fine. That's, that's on me. <laughs> well, for my birthday, I received a fantastic present from um, Mr. and Mrs. Whiskey Obsessor. And that's what I'm drinking tonight. Ta-da! Ben Riach. Ben Riach. So, um... 
It's flipping delicious. It's um, exactly my wheelhouse for sure. Um, <coughs> for Scotch single malts, I really, really like this. It's it's got a little bit of bite to it, which is nice and just really delicious, warm like um, stewed pears and peaches and honey and it's really floral. It's really, really beautiful, but it's got, it's got a lot of weight and depth to it. So I really like it. Awesome. It's gorgeous. Speyside single malt. favorite ranges. Benriac. I love it. Yep. So thank you for that. That's what Ooh. I'll be drinking tonight. Um, before we get into that, um, mm. let's make a really important announcement. Actually, this mm. is, this is super important. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, wow, I trying to be. Okay. Sounds important. All right. Are you are you holding on to your seats? Yes, I, I am. am. Both hands. Okay. All right. Okay, here's the announcement. We are returning to our hair metal series tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we have promised and we are delivering. <laughs> Finally. Um, it's not a joke we're, anymore. We're not, I mean, it's still yeah, a we're joke. not bullshitting. It's true. It's <laughs> we're true actually going to talk about a metal, whatever you want to call it, band from the 80s. Um, and so, yeah. So let me go ahead and announce what band it is. Let's see if this gives you guys a clue. I think you got the wrong one. Oh, that's not the right one. We already oh, talked crap. about rat. I mean, oh, rat. rat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Is this rats? right? Yeah. Is this okay? Let's see if this is right. Spinderella cut it up one time. Um, no, but maybe no? we should do do that sometime. Oh crap! No. Mm, Actually, no. Let's let's not. Uh, I've, no. I I okay. Maybe I'm um maybe I'm I don't know what the hell. Then what the hell are we doing tonight? Who are we talking about? I think you're on the right track. Actually, we are going to be talking about a band called Cinderella, but uh -huh. not those ones that you. <laughs> Had played for us. It's been so long. They sound quite different. It's been so long since we were going to do the hair metal series. We it it, it was very forgot. confusing. Yeah. So I think I think if if I'm correct, um, it would be this. So spooky. <laughs> Setting the mood. It's like the stairway to heaven for hair metal. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stairway to hell. <laughs> the escalator to hell. <laughs> the moving sidewalk to hell. I count the falling tears before before my Okay, so is this the right one, you guys? I believe so. That's the one. Cinderella! Like Tom yes, Tom Kiefer, who I had a huge crush on when I was a teenager. He was considered a mega hottie. And had... dressed like it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, while we were sitting here waiting for Matt to join, I just want to... <laughs> We oh, were just kind of looking up. We, <laughs> it wasn't that long. We weren't waiting that long, but we head. were. I know you had to get yourself pretty. So we, so Ed and I were kind of just. I was looking up some photos because I was like, oh, I remember, you know, like I just said, like having a huge crush on him, on Tom Kiefer, and I'm like, <laughs> I started looking at the photos. And we started talking about the fashion. Now, let me just preface this by saying. I wore all these things. Okay. <laughs> I wore all these things. So I am making fun of myself as well. But when I look at it, I'm like, why the 
fuck did we wear so many things? Like multiple scarves, multiple ripped things over another thing and layers of leg warmers. And I mean, yeah. we had little things wrapped around our legs and tassels, our knees and yeah. um, all the tassels, all the tassels, all the scarves, all the uh, snake um snakeskin pants and zebra pants and um lots of lace and belts See, yeah you Many can boil belts. yep you can boil us look down to basically three things layers accessories and big hair you <laughs> yes. got all three of those you got the look you're done lots and of weird lots posture. of bracelets Oh, definitely. But your boots have to be have a little heel to them, by the way. Yeah. That's very important. Like, and like yes, the posturing. Like it's not natural at all. <laughs> this guy right I, I, here was all yeah, about like standing like that. Slate, lean forward. Yeah. You yeah, gotta Tom, have your Tom's got lips. The, uh, the Isaac from Love Boat going <laughs> yeah. on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the so belt. true. <laughs> So um, this is one of the things I remember about them is the pouty, the pouty lips, especially Tom, the pat yes. that he was so with the pouty lips and the eyeliner and the original duck lips. Yes. Yes. Now here, uh, Ed and I were speculating what's going on in the bottom of where we're looking at for the, for the podcast listeners we're looking at photos of the band you guys from back in the day and i'm pretty sure Ed and i decided they're standing amongst ripped up black garbage bags um with some purple smoke in the background and i think perhaps a picture of a graveyard back there you know because gotta be spooky um <laughs> they're a little going on yeah they're they're a little dressed up here i would say this is probably evening attire for them yeah um that Tom has formal. on a jacket, yes, the formal extra belt, a little jacket. Um, <laughs> you know, the white, white slacks, the formal wear. <laughs> the formal wear. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say just you know, as we're looking at these photos, how much you want to bet this band didn't get signed as fast as it did without Tom Kiefer being the front man. And look at those lips again. Would you look at them? Just look at them. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, but let's not let's not jump the gun. First, we got to talk about whiskey. Matt? Yes, we do have to talk about whiskey. And you know, although whiskey, I say it every time and you guys should know i say it every time although whiskey is the third word in the title of our show it is certainly not the least important we all Truth. play or i would say whiskey plays a huge part in all of our lives all of our lives uh but this is the part of the show where we go around before we get into tonight's topic and we talk about what is in our glass so who wants to go for well we know what sailor's drinking already yeah i think i think yeah at the bit to talk about what he's got Oh. I have a feeling it's going to be a Kentucky bourbon. Oh, you think so? Yes. I, ju I just picked up a few recently. So I brought home a cup. Just a few. Oh, more than a couple of bottles. <laughs> admittedly. Yeah. Bye-bye stimulus check. Um, <laughs> so I put out a poll today because I, I had, there was two, actually, uh, two craft bourbons that I was debating on opening, what I should open and use for the show. So I put it to a vote on my Instagram feed. And the overwhelming uh, favorite what happened to be this uh, this wilderness trail. Ooh, Whoa. background's doing weird things. <laughs> Put it in front of you. But, uh, there you go. Yeah, it's a Bell yeah. Wilderness Trail, which I have had before. I've had their bottled and bond uh, whiskey, but this is a special um, extra aged. It's a six year old bottled and bond. And uh, comparing the two. I am shocked and surprised at how different they are. I would have not have thought these were, you know, the, quote unquote, the same whiskey. Um, that extra, I don't know how many extra years the one I tried. Well, we know it since it's bottled been bonded, it's at least two years old. So I'm guessing it's not probably in somewhere between two and four years uh, for that original one. But uh, yeah, those extra two or three years in the barrel. 
do lots of things mm -hmm. to a bourbon. Um, the other one, the uh, the standard bottled and bond, the younger one, I get, I got a lot of. Uh, I remember noticing green apple on the nose with that one. This one, not so much. It's more. It's a little darker, maybe a little more honey uh, on the nose, but the taste is it's definitely a lot more savory. Um, more savory than fruity, so th they're just two very completely different flavor profiles, and I was not expecting that. Uh, they're both good. Uh, they're both very good, actually, but I can't say that I prefer one over the other because because their differences it, it all depended i it will depend on when i'm drinking it what i'm eating mm -hmm. or not um as to what i pick if i'm eating uh having an apple pie and want a bourbon to go with my apple pie i'm going to choose the younger fruitier one if i'm eating a good steak or something i'll probably want the older six year to go that something a little more savory uh but uh yeah it's solid Solid bourbon. I'm continue to be impressed by what they put out. Um, I'm going to be trying more, more of their stuff in the future too, for sure. Nice. Yep. Sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Matt, what about you? What are you drinking tonight? Well, funny. We should be talking about this particular brand because, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wow. So when, Ed, when Ed sent that or, or put that poll up, um, I just happened to receive two bottles at my location. And I'm like, I got to grab one of those. So I assume, Ed, that this is the younger one you were speaking of. That's the bottle Actually, and bond. The one I had. Hunter proof. Yeah, it was, but it had a black label for some reason, not a yellow one like that. I don't know why. But This is a sweet mash. It's. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that's okay. So, so li this listeners, is, yeah. can let me let me just establish here for a minute that these guys, if you'll notice what's happening here, they left me out of this. So you know, <laughs> they they organized this. They they no one suggest you know no. I mean, I live in the same state as Maddie. Didn't say hey, I can put one aside for you if you want to buy one too. I got two. I'll bottles. share it with you so we can all be drinking it at the same time. No, no, no. There Just is leave a sailor a, over there by herself. There is a schmodel wine in um, you know Stewart as well. Uh, sure, but once again, yeah. no one told me this was and, happening. And PG, Thanks. And all those other towns that are around where we mm -hmm, are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking um, of Schmodel wine, this is yeah. just real quick aside. You guys will find this funny. There was a, sh a Schmarabas near <laughs> where uh, we stayed in uh, Lexington. Did you see That's Jake a there? Schmarabas. <laughs> we should have Jake come back on and just do an episode with him telling stories about Schmarabas. This, he, we stayed up really late one night back in the day. I think this is the night I fell asleep on him with my laptop open and I was snoring and drooling on myself. But he was telling me all his stories about his Shmaraba days. I was dying because the more he told them, the more he was like, he was like acting like he was a victim of these ladies. <laughs> <laughs> the happy hour ladies. It was the funniest, funniest shit I've ever heard. And he got, he started getting like more and more like, gosh, I was a victim <laughs> as he went on. It's amazing. Oh my God. Oh God. <sighs> going back to this bottle though, there are two things yeah. I want to say. So we spend so much time on this show talking about other small producers for American whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. And how bourbon is a category that grows way outside of Kentucky. I mean, we've we've talked about that ad nauseum. But keep your eye, you know, for people who are looking for new up-and-coming things on these smaller producers from Kentucky who aren't mm -hmm. sourcing. Yeah. So, and this is one of them. This is example A right here. In that sweet spot price point, 50 to 60 bucks, bottled and bond. Another key factor for me, and I've been telling customers to read their labels, non-chill filtered. You're seeing this a lot more with American whiskey. 
you see it in scotch you're seeing a lot more with american whiskey yeah um i think there was a barrier there for a long time an old school mentality about chill filtering and you're seeing more new riffs another example that non-chill filter you're keeping all those great congeners in there all those oils everything way more flavor um so and this is another perfect example of that uh, a second ed on the tasting notes um this is sort of a it's a sweeter fruitier uh bottle so if, i mean if you see it if you can grab one grab it because it is fantastic stuff well i'll take your word for it fellas since no one included me in this and i'll just drink my Speyside single malt here uh, and enjoy myself so there. Ain't nothing wrong with a space side single ball. Say hey, I'm not gonna argue with it. Enjoy yeah. it. I agree. And on that note. That's a little sneak peek clip of one of Cinderella's biggest hits ever and their rise to fame. Don't know what you got till it's gone off of their album, Long Cold Winter. But let's go back. Let's go back to how they formed. So Cinderella, if you don't know, um, categorized as a glam metal band formed in 1982 by singer-songwriter, keyboardist, and guitarist. I would also call him pianist. I don't think it's fair to call an actual pianist a keyboardist, in my opinion. Um, Tom Kiefer and bassist Eric Brittingham. The <clears throat> initial lineup also included guitarist Michael Shermick and drummer Tony Destra. They came from the suburbs of Philly. And um, once they made it big, they really made it big. Um, They had a series of multi-platinum albums and hits and super heavy rotation on MTV's video. Um, Let's talk about their, like delve a little bit into their beginning. So um, early 80s, this, their, their look as we just kind of were giggling about and their sound was very much of the time. And I think, um, and I'm sure Ed would echo this, right now you have, you know, metal is kind of what, what 80s metal is going to be is, is kind of just being formed. You know, are you going to, are you going the thrash, super heavy, hard metal way? Or are you going the glam way? Or are you going like the straight rock you know, what I think would be more like, like how we categorize Aerosmith and, um, you know, Van Halen. So it's before those branches really happened. And so everything was kind of lumped into, it was just metal at the time. Um, So Gene Simmons, who we love to hate and um, just hate, uh, claims that he found them first (laughs) because he found everything. Yeah. He fucking discovered every band. He can yeah. just suck it. Um, he tried to get them. And- yeah, like fuck yeah. off. He tried yeah. to get them a deal with Polygram, but it didn't happen. So then John Bon Jovi saw them playing in a club in Philadelphia, and he talked to his A and R man and uh, said, "Look, you got to go see this band. You know they've they've really got it or whatever." Um, his A and R guy was like, "Man, I'm not sure, but I'm going to sign them." We'll get them a six-month development deal. And that's kind of when they you kind of test the waters and see if you can turn them into a band that you feel confident, you know, you want to sign a sign record deals with. And and it worked, of course. Um, and they got um they ended up getting uh signed with uh Mercury Polygram. <laughs> no thanks to Gene Simmons, by the way. I think that's um, all bullshit. Sorry. Oh, he's so full <laughs> of shit. I mean, like I, don't I know. almost got this guy famous. You know, I know. I why would you say yeah. it though? Who the fuck knows? Um, okay, so so here we are. Um, you know, with their first album, 
And uh, it was a hit right out of the gate. And that's Night Songs. It was released in 1986. So again, I'm, I'm going to give this band some cred for being really hardworking because they did, they, they did work their asses off from when they were kind of, let's say, discovered until their album was released um, to prove themselves. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of rock gigs and small clubs and things like that. Um, and so the album comes out, Shake Me, Nobody's Fool, and Somebody Save Me. Massive hits. Mm. Um, they were all over MTV right off the bat. And the album ends, so it peaks at number three on the U.S. charts, which I didn't even realize. Not right away. It was a year after it was released. Um, or I think I think it was released late in, late in 80. And now it was released in the summer. Anyway, um, so... They so the album goes double platinum, and um, I I remember so I was watching MTV, and um, I think it was night it was night songs that came on first, and I was like, what is this? And then I heard nobody's fool, and it was like spooky, and I don't know, it was like. I almost felt like Tom Kiefer was a male Stevie Nicks. That is, that's literally my impression of him. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, I, I think I like this. And so I went out and bought the album. And um, <clears throat> by the time their second album came out, they were, I think they were one of the, they were the biggest, one of the biggest glam, you know, hair bands at the time. Oh, Long yeah, Cold Winter. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I mean, by the time Long Cold Winter came out, which was their second album and came out really quickly after their first album, they were huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah. It's Night Songs and Long Cold Winter. Two, these are two, two, two of the best examples of the genre at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two very good examples. Of, sure. Absolutely. And their, their label was smart. They were put on like name a really you know, popular headliner at the time that was, you know, <clears throat> in the metal genre, they supported them on the tours. I mean, so, you know, they did all the right things. Whoever was in charge of them did really all the right things for them. Um, they had a lot of lineup changes um, and there was some drama with their lineup changes. Um, I think you, we had like the typical, well, I kind of want to go this direction in music. No, I don't want to go in that direction. And so you, you see a lot of lineup changes. Um, so with their, with their second album, Long Cold Winter, um, I feel like it was a little bit, there's, you know, it's a sophomoric attempt at retaining their sound off of night songs, but trying to develop themselves a little bit. <clears throat> so this one um, reached number 10. But don't know what you got till it's gone was just their biggest hit ever. I oh mean, yeah, was that was massive everywhere. Oh my god, literally everywhere. Um, so I think this, you know, if I was them, I'd be like, I think we're solidified now, and you know, we're gonna have some longevity. And because I mean, you just didn't go, and everybody knew this, had heard the song, whether you liked it or not, you knew this song. Mm -hmm. Um. And you know, still, they, like, they had a song like Gypsy Road, you mm -hmm. know, as a great example. They still kept, like, the the really catchy, high-energy songs uh, the, off the first album and continue mm -hmm. that on as well. Yep. So I think you smell that with all their albums, though. I think that yeah. as they progressed with their sound, they always kept that little pocket where they could go back to those songs from, like, their first album. where Because the first album, to me, is very different than what came after. So, okay, let's yeah. play let's play Shake Me off of Night Songs as an example. So, and then on the heels of that I'm going to play something off their second album. So, just two examples. So, this is Shake Me from Night Songs.
So, all right. <clears throat> That's Shake Me. Um, now let's do Gypsy Road off of Long Cold Winter. So I think those two songs are very similar. I think you can, I think that's the same band. There's a little bit of progression there. I think it's very <clears throat> poison. I think it's very Aerosmith. I think it's very much in that wheelhouse with just a little something behind it. You know, there was just a little something there. Um, it's a little more polished. It's a little more rounded if you want yeah. you know, yeah. to general, generalize it. I don't know how the hell he sang like that. I really don't. I tell you, man, it, that guy. It like hurts me to listen to it now. Well, he did eventually develop vocal nodules that like ruined his voice, and I'm kind of yep. wondering if that's he did it to himself. Um, I think so. I mean, he's definitely singing like that. I don't know why. Um, that's really it just sounds incredibly painful now that i i didn't think about it as a kid you know but now i'm like oh my god how the hell did he do that um so all right so they're they're on you know all the big tours they're huge i had like i was showing ed i i can remember the specific poster i had of tom Kiefer. he was the heartthrob you know of definitely one of the top heartthrobs of that period um I can remember specifically one of my grandmother's friends asking me who the hippie girls were on my t-shirt. And I got so pissed. I was like, they're not girls, they're guys and they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, ow, I just got a splinter from my own. That pit. was kind of the cliche back in the day. Anyway, all the adults is like, who are those girls? You know, it was like, yes, but they like, should just call him and... girl, George. <laughs> didn't we do this in your generation already shut the fuck up um okay so then in 1990 comes their third album and i will tell you at this point i was not interested anymore i didn't buy it um it was still a hit um not as big as a hit as their first album as night songs but it was a hit um it made it to 19 uh, 19 on the charts i went platinum um, so, you know, not so bad. Shelter Me was the big hit um, off of this album. I think this is where we really hear the difference. Um, I think this is where the shift starts happening, in my opinion. And I think that, I don't know, I think people buying their albums could hear that. And potentially this is, I think, their downfall. So let me just play you a clip off of Shelter Me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's Heartbreak Station, which is off of the same same album. I can't even listen to any more of it. You know, what's very interesting to me <laughs> is the way they changed their sound on this to more of a bluesy. And I would even argue country in some of the songs, um, especially like dead man's road. That is to me is a total country <laughs> song. Um, 
and it happens about the same time. I, I basically would call this, if for those who are familiar with Poison's catalog, this is their native tongue. Yeah. This is where the sound changed, and it changed mm -hmm. a very similar sound that Poison, how they changed as well. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Ed, because I was going to bring that up, and I was going to actually ask you guys, because you guys lived through it. Um, I feel like there were a lot of artists in this genre who kind of went to this bluesy sort of twangy kind of rock and you mentioned poison yes uh bon jovi it to, mm -hmm. comes to mind as an mm -hmm. another one in the early 90s um and i wanted to pick your brain as to why maybe there was that shift was it just sort of you know follow the leader on that or was it something they thought that could actually get through to their fans and their audience so I have my own opinion about this and Edward and I were like discussing this before we started tonight. And of course this is all speculation, but yeah. I remember, and I, I had to, I had to find it. I didn't remember who did this, but I'm going to read to you this, how a review started out. And it was actually in people magazine for this album. I remember this review because I remember feeling like it was so harsh, but also like, it's kind of true. And I, recognize like oh i don't like this band anymore which is a shame because i used to really like them so <clears throat> quote the first thing that strikes you about this new album by poison or uh this new album by cinderella <laughs> is how utterly original it is they continue this theme throughout so as i was saying you can't go wrong if you buy this new motley crew record ask for it by name <laughs> now i wouldn't have That's said it. motley crew yeah. i would have said someone else not crew. not crew because they went in a different direction but i yeah. think so remember how i was saying they started before there was the split. And I think those that didn't have the talent and the chops or also the interest in going harder into metal went this way. I think it seemed like they were their only two options. We're either going to go to this like country rock, which I think is crap, but millions of people tell me I'm wrong. Fine. Um, or we're going to go like super heavy, you know, like crazy. I mean, like, look how Motley Crue came back with what's that stupid doctor album? Doctor Feelgood. Doctor Feelgood. Yeah, yeah. I hate that album. But that's them kind of going, no, 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 no. We cannot. I understand that that's like a, a, you know, a force saying we can't go in this way that everybody's going with this country rock, twangy, bluesy garbage, you know. But also, this is when country music on the radio, period starts becoming a thing because before that like you had the country mm -hmm. station but it was like the country station and it played like all the old country shit which i happen to prefer you know uh, it, it, country was not what it is now so you, you bring up a good point that was like the era where like garth brooks hit it big mm -hmm. billy ray cyrus hit it big mm -hmm. um so you think maybe they're trying it. to target maybe like an in-between fan? I don't think they were you know, trying, you're always to trying to grow your you're always trying to grow your audience. So you no, have to, so I don't yeah. think they were trying to target anything. I think this is a personal preference. You know, I think this is kind of the music that they they wanted to make. They weren't interested mm -hmm. in going the heavier route. Achy Breaky Heart comes out in 1992, right? Garth Brooks starts in the late 80s, right? Yep. I think his first album is the late 80s, um, and that's I hate. I hate this man so much. I don't, I can't, I'm going to bring it up, but I, I literally loathe his name. I loathe looking at his stupid face. I want to punch him so hard. Kid Rock comes out around this time as well. I really want him to disappear from the face of the earth. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I think that it seemed like the, the, it was the two options. Like you're either really into like super hard metal or super hard rock, or you're not. And where yeah, does your sound go? No one's buying glam metal anymore, by the way, at this point. Yeah, at that point, I, in Poison's case, I really was not familiar with this album at all. I didn't know they were off doing the similar thing. Uh, but in Poison's case, I felt that it was an artistic choice for them. Like, they had kind of made it. They were at the top of the mountain um, after, you know, uh, they had opened up and say, ah, and then... Um, of flesh and blood and that was kind of like their their peak and then they felt like you know let's kind of do what we want to do and this is kind of what they're interested in. i know um brett michaels 
plays a mean harmonica, you know, so he's definitely into the more bluesy sound. Um, so yeah, I think that's just was the way they wanted to go artistically. I don't think there was any big driving force in the market that said you need to go this way. I think it was more of a choice of the band. I do too. Yeah. It's so amazing though that, and we've talked about this before about moving from the late eighties through 1990 into the early nineties, how, I mean, for me anyway, just from the, the topics we've covered and the bands we've covered that I might not have been super familiar with that. There does seem to be like sort of a delineation in sound we even talked about it with the late 70s and moving into the mid 80s mm-hmm. where production quality there seemed to be such a different delineation with sound quality and style and all that stuff it's just incredible to see as we move through every band we cover how 1990 seems to be a big year oh yes <laughs> yeah, know, yeah i mean gosh. back well back then yeah. things changed like that look at 1939 to 1940 look at 1949 to 1950 i mean the, the 1949 to 1950 in some cases depending on where you were in the world were like night and day you know and same thing with 59 and 60 like how do you i I don't think it's necessarily like that anymore. There's just so much going on now. I agree. Yeah. It was, it was simpler. I know it's going to sound so hokey, but it was, it was simpler times in 1980 and 1990 than it is now, than it was 20 years ago. I mean, it just was. Um, But when you put it under that microscope of of metal and rock. Yeah. It's incredible. It's funny because. What once we hit the year 2000, it's all like the 2000s to me. It's yes. not like the two, no. the aughts, or it's not the mm-hmm. teens, it's just like the 2000s. And it is, though, I don't, you know, it kind of is. I think you, I think like the, I think between 2000, 2000 is five, when you the last vestiges of the 90s were just gone forever. And if you, you know, think gone, of 2000 and, and up till now, 2021, and in terms of rock and metal. I mean, you're getting a lot of the same stuff. I mean, that's just my ear. Oh, yeah. I mean, the evolution yeah. has yeah. died. I yeah. mean, I don't know. what. That's the thing. And I think, I mean, that's, oh, God, that's a whole other huge discussion. <laughs> yeah. You know, because <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a whole rabbit hole about how music comes out and p- the appetite for music and your ability to listen to music. And I don't know. I don't know anything about new rock right now and it's not because i don't have the want or the will it's because i don't it doesn't come out on the radio one and i don't really listen to the radio much i don't have mtv that i watch anymore i don't i'm not around other people that are constantly seeking out new music like when you're a kid right Mm -hmm. um and i don't have all these hours to spend with no with just time on my hands and i think that's the biggest factor is like i don't have the time i don't have hours in one single day like i used to to just listen to music i mean i think about i would get up in the morning and i would get ready for school i'd listen to music i'd be on the bus i'd put on my headphones i'd listen to music you know maybe during lunch i would listen to music with my friend well actually we did we'd take our boom box and listen to music you know on the way home from school even if i my mom picked me up i didn't want to hear her i was listening to music get <laughs> home do my homework put on mtv i'm listening to music hanging out with my friends riding bikes or roller skating or swimming or getting in yeah. the pot whatever listening to music get home to, i mean you're always listening to music right yeah I don't have time like that anymore. I don't have that kind of time. But and finding I, new things. Is no, fuck no. Too. Yeah. No. But I'm saying finding no. new things is different because where it's you, hard. you you'll be listening to the radio mm-hmm. or you'd have a friend. Well, maybe it's yeah. not so different, but you would listen to the radio and be like, yo, what what the F is this? Yeah. You'd have to go out and actually find someone who can give you some info or pick up a magazine and read about it. Yeah. But you know, now or if you like, like this, you're gonna like this so, because my friends knew yeah. what I liked and what I didn't like. I don't have that anymore. Exactly. So it's like that's we're more of a victims of our age and our lifestyle than it is actual what's actually happening in music. We're kind of losing. I think it's both. Touch. I think, I think it's so. both. Yeah. Because what oh, I, yeah. 
what I've done recently, I've gone and I'll like go into like, say, for example, Apple Music. That's what I subscribe to. I'll go on. I'll just pick a genre and say, you know, I'll be working or doing something. Say, play this, play metal or play rock, and I'll get examples of some of the newer stuff that's going on. And occasionally, there's there'll be something that catches my ear. I'm like, wait a minute, I need to check that out. And I'll go look up the artist and listen listen to some of their music. And I've actually discovered a few uh, uh, bands, more recent bands that I really like. We'll have to do a show one of these days. <laughs> Yeah, Music consumption I mean, show. you yeah. you work at a desk yeah. though too, so that yeah. changes. Oh, exactly, that helps. I don't, you know, so that is, and also to be honest, sometimes when I'm putting music on, I just really want that comfort, comfort or the familiarity. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the work to to sit there and go, oh, I'm gonna tr like I'll do what you say, and I can do the same thing on Spotify or wherever, you know. And then I have to skip through what I don't like. Oh, it turns out I don't like this. Let me try this. I don't really have that bandwidth in my brain right now to do that oh but i, I j it's just the thrill of finding something new and cool is that's kind of keeps sucking me in every time i i feel the same way and, i just you know find more i, I find all of anything new sorry Sailor, anything new i listen to now is all from people that give me recommendations so they know really? what i like they yeah just, for real they know what i like hmm. Um, people at work that we have discussions and they know that I'm on a podcast that talks about metal rock and we get deep into these conversations and they're like, Oh, you like that? You should try this, you know, animals as leaders. The album I gave you for our secret Santa, perfect example of that. I would have never, ever mm -hmm. gone out of my way to try and find an instrumental three piece that was mm -hmm. as freaking awesome as they were. If not for somebody saying, Hey, check these guys out. You know, um, but I think the power of the connectivity with other people too, that's so to important. bring you into new things is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And that's in all genres. I'm not even talking about rock and metal too. Oh I mean, no. Yeah. Isn't I mean, that, there have been anything, anything, period. Anything. There, anything. Have been, there have been hip hop albums that I was like, okay, I kind of like the old school stuff that people were telling me about. And I'm like, you gotta, you gotta listen to this. You gotta break it down and listen to the message and all that. And I'm like that it's that is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. I would have never in my wildest dreams got out of my way to find that. But I thank you for introducing me to that. And it's giving me perspectives on different things. So I mean, I think it's all about the people. So if you know people that can give you recommendations, um, ask people ask, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's the same thing. And I think I'm just not I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I get I think that the recommendations I get all the time are just about whiskey <laughs> and that's it. Same thing though. <laughs> but you know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. out, again, I'm not out there looking for it. And I need, you know, that was kind of one of my goals for this year. You know, I thought I would have more time in my life and I'll, I'll, I'll find more time. eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Anyway, um, before we end this Cinderella. discussion, yeah. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to go back to their, their last album. Um, which is still climbing, which I think they weren't, unfortunately. Uh, um, so the album was delayed because this is when he started losing, Tom started losing his voice. Um, it only made it to 178 <laughs> on the Billboard 200. I don't know why you would even use that stat. Um, definitely did not do well. It's considered a blues rock album. Um, some people said it was a strong, like the critics, it was weird. I think the critics who were saying that they liked this album, had they were not metal critics and critics from their previous albums. So um, I couldn't really find many good things from the metal community. But, but let me, yes, go ahead. If you are a fan of Wayne's World, you will know at least <laughs> one of these songs yes. of this album. The last track. Well, all right, I'm going to play Talk is Cheap, but I'll oh, play that oh, one too oh. in a minute. I'll play that one too.
That's one song. (laughs) (laughs) It is a song. I will reserve my comments. Here's Hot and Bothered. I love this next song, though. This is a great song. song. Yeah. album is just all right not my jam um not my thing i think he sounds like shit um i don't this to me doesn't sound anything like the original cinderella and you know i always go back to this you find like the ultimate fame you're like the top of the charts and with this sound and you can't figure out how to evolve that sound, but still keep that your fans happy and that popularity. I don't know why they do that. It's like make solo albums and do something else, you know, to get that out. But it's just what a departure. I just don't get it. I don't know. I think it goes back to what you said about his voice though. Honestly. Oh, I mean, can we talk about him for a second, though, too? Because yeah, for me, anyway, at the beginning, like he separated them from a lot of their peers as far as yeah. the mm-hmm. sound goes. Sure. Because yeah. to me, at the beginning, anyway, they sound like what I, what I like to call a dangerous band, like at the beginning. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. like when I yeah. say yeah. when you have the Bon Scott, Brian Johnson argument, well, mm-hmm. Why do you pick Bon Scott? I'm like, because they were a dangerous band with Bon Scott. They sounded dangerous, you know? And I feel like he gave them that above all of their other peers at the time. Thoughts? Well, his voice definitely stands out. Yes. Uh, you hear that? There is yeah. no one else I can think of that you would ever think, oh, was that Cinderella? No, no. You hear him, that's Cinderella. You know, yes, yes. Yeah, you know it immediately. Yes. Yeah. I um I I saw them live twice. They are he was a phenomenal front man. I mean, just phenomenal. He knew exactly how to play to the crowd. He, you know, he plays the piano, he plays when I saw them. I'm not sure which tour it was. They had his I think it was White Baby Grand on the stage and um, and he's playing, you know, he can, he, he just was, you know, and, and all the girls would scream for him and he had, you know, that going on. And um, I mean, yeah, and he very talented, but uh, <sighs> I mean, I don't just know. Say, <laughs> just no, say. I don't, I don't know what to say, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I really, really. Their first album, I the first two albums, I really was a big Cinderella fan, for sure. It was on my regular rotation, and you know, I thought he was super hot, and you know, that was very of the time. And then they just turned into something I was totally not interested in anymore, and then they just disappeared. Yeah, and I just you know, <laughs> funny about the same thing happened to Metallica. I think about yeah. the same time, right? <laughs> yep, That's I was right. driving listening to this on my way to work and for some reason this show of ours popped into my head when i thought about album one to album two progression i was thinking about stone temple pilots from core to purple so core is kind of like that that hardcore rawness which is fucking fantastic and then you go to purple which is also so good but it's a little bit more polished it's like more of the same but it's way more polished you kind of you know, you sand down the edges and stuff like that. That was the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know why, mm. because I love core. I pick core in that battle. And but I could see the argument for purple. And I feel like the second what was it? Long, uh, long, hard winter, long. Was it long, was, cold, winter? In, long, cold, long winter. cold winter? Yeah. yeah. 
has so much great music. Like the title track, first of all, might be their best song to me anyway. Like the, that the is a good that, song. The work that he does on that song and the solo and all that great song. But that was the first sort of parallel I made where it's like they're both great albums, but one's just a little bit more polished than the other. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so that I naturally, doing, yeah, yeah, but that kind of naturally happens with these bands once they kind of make it, then they have the money to spend on production, and that's yeah. where the polish comes in. I don't know mm-hmm. why that just that that comparison just came into my head while I was listening to it, but. I know we're not I doing an that, album though. battle. Yeah, I know we're not doing an album battle, but obviously, if we had to battle two albums, it'd probably be the first two, though, right? It would be the first two, thousand yeah. percent. But I would mm-hmm. choose their first album. I would. I choose think Night I'm songs. with. I'm with you there. I would yeah. also choose Night Songs. That's such, you know. I'm a three for on that, and I would pick that. They're one. another another yeah. band who has right out of the gate their first album is such a so yeah. good, so yeah. many hits. I mean, night song, yeah. shake me. Nobody's fool. First three songs mm-hmm. and you're hooked. I mean, nobody's Somebody fool save to me. me was just, Oof. yeah. I mean, it's just fantastic album. I would but the totally back half of that album too. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, back home yeah. again is phenomenal. And yeah. yeah, I'm in from the outside. I can, I start, I know I was re-listening to everything and I'm like, I still know the words again. Once again, you know, like this and Ice Ice Baby, yeah. like, why do I, I I really need other information than me being able to just come out with Ice Ice Baby in two seconds. I want to replace that with more important information, but apparently that doesn't happen. So yeah. I you can still memorize knew. Any, yeah, you can memorize anything <laughs> if it has a catchy beat. <laughs> For sure. But if only I could do that with shit that was important, like, where did I put my keys? Why did I walk into this room? <laughs> what did I eat for breakfast yesterday? What was I supposed to add to this list? What you just got to make a little about? song like putting it on the front table. Putting it on the <laughs> keys on the front table. Keys you need like on the front table. A little key basket table. or like a key uh, holder. Or something I got like all that, that shit. I just don't put them there. Because <laughs> you can't remember to put it there. <laughs> that's another problem. <laughs> That's, that's, that's a whole other problem I got. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's weird because we, we have a keyless car, which I think is the stupidest thing on the planet because you still have to have, have to have a fob. So what's the fucking point? Then let me just put the key in the damn thing because there's so many reasons I could have a whole podcast about why the fob doesn't work, right? Like if you are with the person in the car that has the key fob in his pocket. You leave the car running and they walk into a store. The car's freaking out like, where's my fob? Where's my fob? If you lose the fob, lock it in the thing. It's just a mess. Anyway, in our old house, we had a garage door opener. So I didn't need any keys. I never, I didn't deal with keys. And now that I have to have a key to get inside my home, I'm losing them constantly. (laughs) It's a mess. (laughs) I'm a mess. What can I say? So anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this up. So um, I think I would say that Cinderella to me is one of like like you know Ed made a great point. This is such a great example and such a dictionary example of a glam metal hair metal band of the of the time. I think I would say they're definitely one of the top, in my opinion, as far as talent goes, um, popularity. Their outfits were on point. They had the right amount of belts and scarves at all times and very high hair. Good job. Um, so I'm glad we actually chose them to revisit. I mean, you know, no matter what happened with the with them after their first two albums, I definitely think they were worthy of having their own episode on Metal Rock and Whiskey for sure. Yeah, they uh, are good examples of why I like the genre. It, it's you can't take them seriously. They do have, it's just fun. It's just good, fun mm-hmm. music. Great point. Yes. I would definitely agree with that. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, that's it. That's our yeah. show. Boom. Clam metal. That's a fun one. Yeah. Let's continue this series. Will we? I was just going to ask. Will we continue, will we continue this the series? I don't know. We'll see. We have no idea. Um, Guests pop up. We different things come about. We don't know. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, and one of these days, Matt and I will be together in a room to record. It'll happen. 
Yes, we still have to play Rock'em Sock'em Robots, by the way. Oh, oh shit, that's right. Okay. Which should oh. open our show, by the way. Yes. Now this, okay. this, <laughs> I just had an idea. I hope you don't mind me putting this out there. But if we have any listeners who have any of these hair metal bands they absolutely love, throw them in the comments on our Instagram feed. Yes. Suggest it. We may just cover them. We're looking for ideas. Yes. If you guys want to hear it, let us know. Yes. And we'll, as, we'll as go in. As we'll, as you want. That's Yes. We'll do it. Yes. We, yep. We're doing this for you guys as well as our own entertainment. So, uh, yeah. And we have our we have a list going, but it would be definitely be good to add to that list and hear what I mean, yeah, what you guys think are worthy. Um, So yeah, that's it. That's the show, and uh, we'll be back next time with who knows what, and we'll be drinking I don't know and talking about I don't know. So you got you got that to look look forward to. Yeah, we so don't give shit away. Back. It's always a surprise, <laughs> even yeah, to us. Always a gave, surprise. If we gave shit away <laughs> and you don't like it, you're not going to tune in. So you have to be. Exactly. To, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I yeah. think I know what I want to cover next, but we'll see. I have to have the energy for it. So we'll see. <laughs> ah, interesting. There's right. a band on our <laughs> list that we made from the previous show. That well, there's one that my husband is desperate for us to cover, and he'll be on the show with us. Because when I mentioned it and I called him in and said we might do a show on this band, he was like, "Fuck yeah!" and he's still talking about it. So <laughs> should have kept my mouth shut. Um, but yeah, and then we've got a three-way battle. Um, we've got a three-way battle on our list that could be nasty. So, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yes. yeah, that I have strong, strong feelings about, and it's gonna be weird and strange. It's, it's gonna be very, weird. it's gonna yes. be very strange. Yeah, very strange. That's gonna have to be a three part show for sure because whew, there's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot one. to unpack there. Yeah, yeah, and then there's another one who has uh, a song that either you, when it comes on the radio, you want to scratch your eyeballs out. Or you literally have to pull over and sing and play drums to it. So that would be fun to cover as well. But let's not give it away. That's no, enough teasing. Right. No. All right. Let's get out of here. Follow us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. We do cool things. We post cool things. We post cool snippets of these shows. So if you haven't watched yet, you can see it. Be interested. I want to check out the full episode. So do that. Actually, you should just watch this whole episode before I post a small clip from this episode. Because mm. that's how good this shit is. Yes. <laughs> so on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. On Twitter at Metal Whiskey. Because Metal Rock Whiskey was not available for some reason. Um, subscribe wasn't. to <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching us right now. If you're watching us for the first five seconds of this show just to see our intro, you should hit that subscribe button. Hit it. And watch that the whole bell, damn thing. That bell. Click it somewhere. Here. It turns blue when you click it. That way you get all of the notifications <laughs> when we upload new shit. So it will come down your queue on your That's iPhone or said. your Android. And you will watch us because we are that fucking awesome. All right. Yeah. That. Yes. That. Okay. And of course, you can also follow us individually on Instagram. You can <laughs> find me here as well. It's down here somewhere. But if you're just listening. Assessor, <laughs> if you're listening, yes. I'm sorry. I'm pandering, to the YouTube, I'm pandering to the YouTube viewer. They've already not turned the us iTunes off. Or Spotify listener. Sorry. <laughs> But at the Whiskey Obsessor, that is Whiskey Save the E. That is the Obsessor with two S's. That's how you spell Obsessor. <laughs> Actually, there's three. I know. It's a that's, lot that's of good. stuff going on there. Well, I'm, well, in the second half of the word, there's two S's. <laughs> yes. At the Whiskey Obsessor. Whiskey <laughs> Save the E. Save um, it. Go. Who me? Oh me. I'm Sailor. You can find me all over the internet as Sailor Guevara or Sailor Retro. And um, I I mean sometimes I post cool shit. 
I don't know. That's it. Or add sailor That's... cocktails. Oh yeah, sa yeah, sailor cocktails. Yeah. That's true. You you can find me at Sailor Cocktails, um, slinging the cocktails and sharing recipes and events. You can hang out with me on Zoom um, at least once a month. And uh, you can also have me send you a box of goodies once a month, uh, sailorguevara.com or Instagram Sailor Cocktails. Yeah. All right. And if you're, you want to find me for some reason, um, I'm usually... <laughs> Posting about bourbon or showing our cute basset hounds um, or whatever random stuff. Maybe what I'm baking that day. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Find thing out. Of all the podcast or of all the accounts is Ed. It's Ed. The it's definitely Ed. Yes. So, by far. That's yeah. true. Find me yeah. at bourbon geek on Instagram. <laughs> so there it is. Tune in next time or we will have another episode of metal rock and whiskey. And we'll see you then. Fuck you, Gene Simmons. <laughs> Later, everyone. <laughs>